the Cincinnati Reds have made their first splash into hug watch season. And they did it after anyone could hug anybody. Steve and I will tell you why we love this deal. And there are multiple reasons as to why on today's bonus edition of Locked On Reds. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds. This is a bonus edition of the podcast today. I'm your host, Stephen Offenbaker, alongside co-host Jeff Carr. Uh, Locked On Reds podcast is available on all podcasting platforms. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, Jeff and I both have a passion for baseball. We have a passion for the Cincinnati Reds. We've taken that passion. We are turning it into information for you on the very beginning of hug watch season for the Cincinnati Reds. They made their first move. I can promise you, Jeff and I will not be hugging today, but we are going to be talking trades as we react to the Reds shipping Tyler Naquin and Philip Deal to the New York Mets as their first move of hug watch 2022. Jeff, let's get right into this. Uh, and let's have your reaction to this first move the Reds made this uh, trading season. I love it. I, I was completely surprised at the fact that Tyler Naquin was the headliner of this deal because let's not get it twisted. We as Reds fans love Tyler Naquin because we have come to know him over these last few years and, and he's had some nice moments for us. Let's break this down objectively. He's a platoon heavy bench bat who is on an expiring contract, by the way. And then Philip Deal is an afterthought of a pitcher. When, when you look at this deal, the fact that the Reds got anything that has any sort of upside whatsoever is a huge win in my book. Well, you know, they got Tyler Naquin on the cheap. Uh, this, is one of those, this is one of those moves that uh, Nick Craw almost had to make. You take a guy that you bought very low. Uh, he came, he performed, he had some great moments and you flip him when his value is as high as it's going to be. And right now, Tyler Naquin's value is as high as it's going to be. It was time to flip him. And, you know, I like it. Uh, this is, a, you know, I've said many times already, Jeff, this is a lost season. They are not going out there and making a playoff run. So yes, you absolutely have to make moves like this and start stocking that system. What it tells me is they actually meant what they said at the beginning of this season, that they were going to move more towards a Tampa model. And this is how you do that. You, you make trades, and when you trade away guys from the major league roster, you are not going to get major league talent back. You are not going to get players coming back your direction that are instantly going on the 40-man roster and in the starting lineup. That's not the business they're in anymore. The, you make these trades to, uh, to do what you said off air, and I'll let you elaborate on it, which is stock the system with bullets, and you go from there. Yeah, it's something that... You know, without without being insensitive or anything like that, the farm system of a major league ball club is like a gun and you want as many bullets in the gun as possible. You can tell that I don't actually own a gun, um, but when you're looking at this farm system, they need as many bullets as possible. And when you look at Jose Acuna and Hector Rodriguez, these are guys, both of them are teenagers. Um, uh, Jose Acuna is going to be 20 coming up here in October, but Hector Rodriguez is only 18 years old. Both of them were international signings by the Mets. And yes, there is a lot of outcomes for both of these 
guys because they have their entire careers ahead of them. The Reds essentially acquired two extra draft picks for trading away Tyler Naquin. And for that reason alone, I love this deal. But we can also get into the profiles of these guys. Let me first, though, because I, I love this and give Nick Crawl a little bit of credit because he has been talking about, you know, we've got to build from within and this and that and the other. This is a great trade to start that off. And he actually, he was asked as to why he didn't go after some higher level minor league guys, because um, I believe it's Acuna has played a little bit of low A ball for the St. Port St. Lucie Mets and Hector Rodriguez has played no low A ball whatsoever. No, he's so still these, at the complex. Yeah, they're, they're both, you know, super rookies. So uh, this is Nick talking about that. We, we had conversations about some upper level guys as well, but taking the upside with, with both of these players first with uh, Hector Rodriguez, having a chance to be a center fielder, have a chance to have a quality hit tool that can, that can run, you know, you just don't get those players at the upper levels. They become premium prospects for, for teams to trade. Uh, Acuna is the same way. He had three miles an hour to his fastball from last year to this year. And, you know, you, you can see him developing and growing. He's 19 years old and, you know, he's got a chance to be a legitimate major league starting pitcher. Those are harder to get as you uh, climb up the levels. And, you know, maybe you would have got one of those instead of, instead of both, but uh, we felt that it was the right thing for us in this organization to take a shot on, on, guys at the lower levels first thoughts? of all wait first of all just totally unrelated note somebody on the reds social media or communication staff help this man help him set up his camera so we're not looking straight <laughs> at his double chin help him look like he works in the front office of a professional stinking baseball team that's ridiculous sorry yeah. couldn't help it <laughs> as to as to what he not really jeff someone needs to go help him can you run down to g can, think, can I jeff i think i got an extra jeff, one we can we can run can you down. go set up something for nick crawl so that he doesn't look like he's in the middle school news program production room that's going to broadcast during homeroom good right. god all right sorry listen to to his point um yes this is what you have to do this is what you do in the tampa model you go out and you get as many players as possible both of these guys might make it. None of these guys might make it. But what you do is you have 75 to 100 valuable people working their way through your system and you hope that 26 of them pan out and make it to your major league roster at any given time. So this is what you do. And in this case, he flipped some guys that had absolutely no long-term value to the Reds. Tyler Naquin, Philip Deal, neither one of them are in the 2024 plan. Neither one of them are probably in the 2023 plan. So, you know, good job. This was a good move. Yeah. And, and as we look at these players now, Jeff, I think that what people are going to see is that, yeah, uh, they've been described as a lottery ticket or a rolling of the dice or a gamble. All those things are true. We're not saying that, you know, both of these guys are going to be future all-stars, but what we're saying is he went out and got a couple players with potential and with the ability, uh, as it pans out right now to uh, possibly contribute to this team in three or four years. Yeah. And they're both toolsy. I mean, I don't want to go too much into the tools because where they're at in their career, there's a lot of change that's going to happen to pretty much all of them. But the nice thing is we know for a fact that it's all about the bat with Hector Rodriguez and the fact that he is fast. It's kind of like he said, he's plus speed. They project him as a center fielder. Baseball America actually has him listed as a middle infielder. Now he played a lot of second base in 2021 
And that could be why it's probably more of something that they are a little bit gambling with, maybe betting on his developing into a center fielder more so than a middle infielder. But also, I love the fact that you're talking about a three pitch mix. Now, the changeup needs work for Acuna, but he's got a lively fastball. Everybody says lively fastball that is like around 93 touches 95. It's the tools for them and how they develop them. And kind of like he said, when you add three, three miles an hour to that fastball year over year, he's not going to do that every year, but it shows dude puts in the work. And really that's the main thing that we're looking for here. And you know, the other thing with this trade, Jeff, is I think it was, it's a good, it's a good deal in order to to maybe help try and ease this fan base that is not used to operating in this manner, kind of nudge them in this direction. And I, I've seen I've seen the blowback on certain uh, social media platforms that are frequented by uh, people of a certain age that were were quite upset that you know we weren't getting major league talent back. And I and I mentioned this you know just a few a few minutes that ago. MySpace, Jeff, but by the way, MySpace. It's 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 darn close, Jeff. It is <laughs> darn close. Uh, the fact of the matter is, you know. I understand fans' frustration in that they've been hearing the word rebuild basically nonstop for, you know, a generation and a half already. They are ready for a winner. They want a flashy major leaguer coming back this way. And uh, the Reds could probably go out and do that. But what good would that do to trade away prospect capital to bring in somebody on a team that's not going to win? It's not going to happen. So I hope that this particular deal starts to prep the fan base, get them used to the fact that we're going to bring in youngsters. We're going to try and develop them. And a couple of years from now, hopefully reap the rewards of that work. And uh, then once we're good and we're out there competing for the division with uh, bottom third payroll, then the Reds will have flexibility to go out and get a flashy guy to round it out, to, to put them over the top. And, and that's the direction we're going now. Nick crawl. Good first step. Let's see what he does with the big guns like Mali and Castillo. Uh, if he gets those right as well, we're going to be singing a little bit of different tune about Nick Crawl at the end of this trade deadline than what we were saying heading into it, I think. Yeah, I think uh, if we were rating Nick Crawl right now, coming into the or before this trade, I would go, hmm. And now I'm going, hmm. So, you know, it's not quite. You know the difference there, but I'm I'm not going hmm like it's you know not a lower tone. Anyway, well, I would I would have been teetering on giving him an F, Jeff, as we headed into to this hug watch season, and right now I mean he's sitting at a solid D, and and yeah. we'll see what he does. Yeah, because this is the start, and there's much more coming. But I do know this: this has opened up an opportunity for some playing time in the outfield. Because without Tyler Naquin, you are going to need. We we've got some candidates. Um, <clears throat> we're gonna go over after why we go over what? Yeah, yeah, you're doing the punisher thing. We're gonna talk about him. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about him. <laughs> um, <laughs> But before we get into that, let me tell you why you need to check out Built Bar right now, because they have this amazing new puff flavor, cookie dough puff. I just had a bar for breakfast and oh my gosh, it is so very tasty. Literal chunks of cookie dough on top of marshmallow covered in chocolate. I just described something to you that probably set your blood sugar through the roof, but guess what? It's healthy for you because it's low in sugar and it has 160 calories. Go to built bar built.com. 
today and check out a box of cookie dough chunk puff i implore you it might be my new favorite flavor i don't know it feels like every other day i try a new favorite flavor of built bar but that's just how good these things are because they're covered in 100 percent real chocolate they have collagen protein in the puffs bars they have all kinds of great healthy stuff in their regular bars they even have granola bars now that you need to check out go to built.com and use the promo code locked 15 to save 15 percent off your next order built bar is going to transform your snack game because it fits into pretty much every single diet there is but it's going to satisfy your sweet tooth which is the most impossible thing to do whenever you use the word diet you can do it with built bar go to built.com today use the promo code lock 15 and i'm telling you get some cookie dough chunk puff Thanks again for making Lockdown Reds your first listener. Maybe your second listen, because you've probably already listened to the crossover episode that I have with Peter Pratt from the Lockdown Marlins podcast as we covered up that four-game set between the Reds and the Marlins in which nobody wanted to win because we ended up splitting that series because Lockdown Reds is your team every day. All right, Steve, let's jump back into this because now with the trade, we've opened up a spot in the outfield. <sighs> And I think that means Aristides Aquino is coming back. Well, it's him or you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the that is kind of the part of this. Like, OK, there's opportunity, but it's not as if we're just flush with outfielders like it, it's him. And yes, he's done OK at AAA here recently on his most recent rehab start. But we know this about Aristides Aquino. He murders minor league pitching and he gets humbled by major league pitching. I don't know what more we have to see to convince us any differently. You know, you, we got we to gotta take a quick circle through this outfield right now, Jeff, because let's just kind of try and get everybody on the same page right now as we're recording you would have to think that Aristides Aquino becomes the fourth outfielder. You would have to think that Fairchild, Pham, and Senzel are your guys. What I don't believe is that Tommy Pham is going to be around much longer. I think that, I think that Nick Crawl has set a tone. He's going to trade everybody for whatever he can get. And, you know, Tommy Pham could be a, a semi-valuable piece to somebody that's in contention. So I could see him being flipped. In that case, Aristides Aquino probably becomes your starter. And listen, this part's not going to sit well with Reds fans. It doesn't sit well with me. But at the end of the day, that doesn't matter. Yeah. This team is going nowhere. They don't need to go out and try and get anybody else. They don't really have anybody to bring up other than Aristides Aquino. So yeah, you throw him out there. You let him have the last two months of the season and you roll into the offseason. And defensively, you're pretty happy about that. I mean, he's got sure. good range. He's got a great arm. So that's going to be fun to watch. He's not a liability out in the field. I just worry about him against right-handed pitching. And maybe you fix that with the health and, and with the return of Jake Fraley. Because Jake Fraley being a left-handed bat, you could create a platoon there. And again, this is kind of, you know, obviously not the ideal situation. We're not talking about a playoff Reds lineup here where we're platooning Jake Fraley and Aristides Aquino. But that's what we're moving toward. And it's been a while since we've had a Jake Fraley update. Last I recall, yeah. he is in Louisville right now on a rehab assignment. Is that is that correct? Yeah, I saw something, a, a post-game recap from two days ago that said that Aquino and Fraley both combined to bring the bats back and get a win. So that's, you know, that's something kind of nice. But so, yeah, Fraley's so been that, out that, for a that while. That basically gives you, a, that gives you a four-man outfield, what we yeah. think will look like Fairchild, Fraley, 
Aquino and Senzel. That's that that's probably the most realistic outfield for this team uh, post trade deadline through the end of the season. I agree. And I look at this and I say this is very good news for Stuart Fairchild, who it felt like to this point, I mean, he was a fringe prospect for the Reds before they traded him for Archie Bradley. And then he's kind of moved around a few teams before coming back here. And he's gotten a decent shot. And I kind of I mean, I've been intrigued by what I've seen, not not necessarily saying I'm ready to you know sign him up for 2024 and beyond. But I think that I've seen enough that I want to see more. And this is great news for him because this means he's going to get a lot of playing time and might be an everyday outfielder for the final, you know, whatever, 65, 60 games of the season. And that's going to give a huge sample size for him to either stick on here, at least for another year, or to put on his resume and be like, look, this is who I am as a Major League Baseball player. And I like that for him. I do, too. And I think one of the things that you and I have talked about is as much as possible for the rest of this year, uh, if you can get young guys into this lineup and get them playing time and, and help them along in their development, whether they're having a lot of success or not this season, uh, if they're able to take what they're being exposed to and build upon it and learn things from it, then it's a win for this team getting them set for 2023. Uh, I'm not necessarily concerned if if they run a fair child out there and he struggles a little bit for the next six weeks until he kind of figures it out. Uh, that's fine. It don't, don't matter if he hits 300 and is hitting bombs or doing whatever. If he's, if he's figuring it out for 2023, that's a win for the Reds. Uh, as big as a win as they can get in 2022, I think. Yeah, and I and again, we are of the same mind that the wins and losses, the daily machinations, as annoying as it was to see Hunter Strickland blow that game yesterday, I also had the thought in my mind of just like, well, who cares? <laughs> I mean, we're not really helping the Marlins. The Marlins are also sellers as well. They're about, they're in the boat that yeah, they maybe could make a move and make that last wild card spot, but are they really going to try and do that? They're probably not going to. So both of these teams, it doesn't really matter. So I'm interested to see who develops. And that is where the fun is going to be in the rest of the season because we're going to get to see some dudes get a chance where a couple of years ago, we wouldn't have seen them touch the field. No, and uh, there's still going to be... Listen, I don't want to paint Jeff a a a all gloom picture of what the rest right. of this half of the season is going to look like. Yeah. There's still going to be fun. Listen, Hunter yeah. Green is still going to be pitching for this team. Nicoladolo is still going to be pitching for this team, no matter what they do with Mally and Castillo. Ashcraft. Those guys are still going to be there. Graham Ashcraft is going to continue to be run out there every fifth day and, and take his turn. So just that by itself is reason to watch three out of five games, no matter what comes after them. So there, there are things to look at. You know, there is still, you know, every at bat that that Joey Votto takes this season is getting us closer to not having Joey anymore. I'm going to watch every single one of those because I don't want to miss him. I'm going to miss him when he is eventually gone. Uh, Jonathan India is fun and exciting to watch. So there's reasons to still be tuned in and there's reasons to still be excited. So I don't want to, I don't want to paint just an all gloom picture. Uh, there are, there are reasons to still be interested moving forward, no matter what happens the rest of this trade season. 100%. And this trade 
is only the beginning, Steve. There's This convinces me more than anything because if you'd have asked who I thought was going to be the first player dealt, Tyler Naquin would have been like at least the sixth guess that I would have given you. So the fact that he is the first lets me to believe that Nick Kroll is having conversation upon conversation upon conversation, and we are going to see some trades happen over the next three days, four days. I can count. <laughs> four days. But three. All right, Jeff, I think that's probably a good spot to go ahead and wrap up this bonus edition of the Locked on Reds podcast. Listen, if you're listening to us in the audio feed, if you're on the YouTube channel right now, thank you for being here. Make sure you've clicked the subscribe buttons. We're going to be jumping into your feeds all throughout Hug Watch season. Anytime the Reds make a move, we're going to keep you updated. We're going to break it down for you. We're going to make sure you are in the know. So be subscribed right here. Jeff, it's an exciting time for us. We're going to be on our toes. We're going to be watching what is happening and, and what can people count on from me and you as we continue to be just dialed in on this team. We are going to break down every single trade and more than likely have emergency podcasts after they happen. So you're going to want to be just like we are locked on Reds every single day.